this is Samantha and you're listening to the Layman's Doctor podcast where we're bringing medicine home and Christmas is just around the corner. It is November 28th and for persons who celebrate Thanksgiving, that holiday has already passed. But for me, once it reached November, it was time for Christmas and this year I'm super excited And if you've been following me on my social media, especially my personal account at the Samantha Johnson on Instagram and on TikTok, (laughs) all the TikTok fame is going to my head, JK. But, you know, I have a lot of fun over TikTok. I've been really interested in nutrition and what I put in my body and cooking at home and learning to bake and cooking more stuff. So December, I'll be putting out podcast all about nutrition and why it's so important so today i have dr dasima martin who is gonna have a conversation with us about how we can eat well as caribbean people and when you hear accents you're gonna hear why i said caribbean people and how we can even do that around the christmas season so Dr. Martin, Martin, well, I call you Martin uh, <laughs> from knowing you. Hi, Dr. Johnson. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, so like Dr. Johnson said, my name is Dr. Desima Martin. I am a graduate of University of the West Indies Medical School. I graduated in 2017. Um, since then, I've been practicing as a GP in um, primary health care. I've also received my certification in health and wellness life coaching, and I'm currently pursuing a master's in sports medicine. Oh, okay. Okay, congrats with all of that. That's fun. I know you wanted to do sports medicine. That's really exciting. Thank you. Okay, so I knew Martin from when I was in primary care, and, you know, we started talking um, about doing this podcast like ages ago and I just thought this was the perfect um, time to start but when we talk about nutrition Martin and eating properly I, I don't know if you've experienced other persons sharing this with you but sometimes I feel so overwhelmed or I will sometimes say but what I'm eating is healthy you know only to find out that maybe it's not as, in quotation, healthy as it could be. So for those of us who want to start this lifestyle change or to have a more balanced diet, what is considered healthy? What is considered balanced? Okay, so a healthy, balanced diet. Um, let's try and picture Uh, plate and we're going to divide that plate into half so one half of that plate should consist of your fruits and vegetables the other half you're going to divide it once again so it will be a quarter now one quarter should consist of healthy sources of protein and the other quarter should consist of a healthy source of carbohydrates and you know your healthy source of fats and oils all right, so what I'm hearing is we, and, and we do learn about this in med school, and um, we talk about dividing the plate and having the different food groups on it. And 
what I've taken from this or my interpretation of this is that we are able to have a healthy, balanced diet from every food group. And especially now because, you know, we talk a lot about like the ketogenic diet, going vegan, going vegetarian. Um, and I think that sometimes with the marketing of these, it's often marketed as this is better than that. Or you need to do this to, for example, lose weight or you need to do this to live a long, healthy life. But even with conversations with nutritionists, a lot of times it's simply you know, there's no such thing as a bad food or there's no such thing as a bad food group. A lot of it has to do with moderation. Yes, it definitely does have to do with moderation and how the food is prepared. So, for example, sweet potatoes. There are different ways to prepare the sweet potatoes. One of the healthy options would be to bake the sweet potato as opposed to doing mash sweet potatoes using mayonnaise, butter, extra milk, especially if you're not um, cognizant of the type of milk you're using, as opposed to it being a low-fat um, milk versus a full cream milk. So all of these additives and the way the food is prepared will help to contribute to it being a unhealthy meal as opposed to a healthy alternative. Okay, we went down the road of preparation, Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, you have, um, you know what I love right now? The whole wave of the air fryer. Because I don't have an air fryer. So I'm, I don't know if it's necessarily like much different from frying. But the way how I understand it is like a con- conductive oven or something like that where the air circulates. And mm-hmm. I see some recipes where they use oil, but it's almost as if they use less oil. So... To me, it's like, ooh, I get to still enjoy enjoy my fried foods with less oil or sometimes no oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really great. And sauces, you mentioned sauces. And boy, we as a people, we love sauce. The stew chicken. I mean, I guess curry chicken, not bad and not so bad, except I don't understand why we have to put potatoes in there. Because I feel like if you just reduce it, like you make the water boil off, that the sauce will get thick enough. Um, but <laughs> Trinidadians will beg to differ. If it doesn't have in the potato, it's not curry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, even in that scenario, for example, if I'm eating curry chicken and it has um, potatoes in there, in that instance, instead of having maybe two cups of rice, like, you know, half your half your plate is filled up with white rice, maybe mm-hmm. actually have less rice and more more vegetables. And mm-hmm. I think, I, no, I want you to say what you're going to say because I was going to segue into starting to talk about proportions and or serving sizes and our food sizes. Mm-hmm. So not just only substituting the rice for a different um, type of carbohydrate, you can just look at the type of rice you're using. For example, you can switch out your white rice with um, your whole grain rice that is much healthier. And that can help to, you know, add some nutritional value to the meal in a whole in general. Is whole grain rice and brown rice the same thing? Yes, it's the same thing. I hate brown rice. 
<laughs> you have you, you have to find a brand that you absolutely love. It took me a while before I found a brand that worked for me. There was always some issue with the consistency and the texture after boiling or the grains were just too long or it, it just was mushy. But after a while, after experimenting, I found that specific brand that I cannot do without. Then again, I'm not a huge rice person. So the only rice that I eat mm-hmm. is jasmine rice or mm-hmm. it has to be rice and peas. Rice and red peas mm-hmm. or kidney beans and rice and gungo peas. Those are the only way that I eat rice at all. I, I'm i not even going to, because I don't like it that much, I'm not even going to bother to try and find the brown rice because it's not a staple for me. And I understand it. But for, you know, those persons that cannot do without rice, the typical Caribbean person, they have rice at least once, twice per week. So in that case, finding a healthy alternative would definitely be beneficial. I mean, I feel like it's sometimes more than twice per week because you know how you have cook shops? Yes. And you have the meat, the veggies and the rice. And not to kind of jump the gun, but one thing that someone said to me, I've always that has kind of like always stuck with me. I remember talking to somebody and saying, "Ugh, I want to stop eating so much," or like, "Oh, I want to eat healthier." But you know, talking about the fact that buying food and we spoke about cooked food, and they're like, "Well, you know that you're gonna get two pieces of meat, little bit of vegetables, and a whole the whole coffin box is filled with rice." <laughs> and my usual thing is, I eat the rice first. Then mm-hmm. I eat, or, or I eat the veggies, then the rice, and I eat the chicken because it's the best part of the meal for me. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, Why don't you just eat the veggies and the chicken first? I know you drink a lot of water and you kind of fill up your belly, and then you the rice is just a filler. That's something my father will always say. He's like, Um, I don't know if this is true. He's mm-hmm. like, The Chinese say that the rice is a filler, so you eat all the meats, you eat all the veggies. And the rice is used to just kind of fill up any other space. Is versus what we do sometimes where we eat all the rice and we generally leave the meat to last because it's the best part of the it's meal. The part. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been trying that or I will just automatically just leave half in the plate mm-hmm. and try to do that. But... This is just opening so many doors in my head. Let me just jump into proportions. I really want to talk about that. And so many things are jumping out. And so many tricks as well. Mm -hmm. I read just the other day that our minds, no matter what size the plate is, we will always want to fill it up. Right? And recently, well, not recently, for about a year or more. So I only eat from two specific plates in my house. And they're all very small, like less than, it's a square plate. And each side is maybe seven inches at most, right? And I kind of just read this thing like, oh, you'll trick yourself that you're eating more if you use a smaller plate. And I'm going back to when I would have family events or, you know, you go to, um, you're, you're eating dinner with your family and how big the plates are and how much you actually fill the plate up and you know you have rice you have your you have another starch maybe like mashed potatoes potato salad the meat 
you know, and you have uh, you have you have your little toss salad, you know, and then you have to wash it down with a juice or something. A but glass or two. Exactly. But it's safe to say that if having a balanced meal means that you can have foods from every food group, it then also say that we have to talk about proportions Definitely. and how much that we eat and how much we're actually filling up the plate. Because as I was talking to you before we started this, I remember when I was a student and we were at a clinic giving a talk, a patient was like, but I eat healthily. Um, and we're giving a talk about diabetes to diabetics. And they're like, I eat very healthy, you know. For breakfast, I'll have maybe some form of meat that's not saucy. Maybe like some kind of steamed chicken. I can't remember. But it was, and then I would have two finger banana, a piece Keep of yam, and yeah, and just one dumpling. All of these are grown provisions. All of these are coming from my farm. All of these foods are healthy. And I think we have these this idea that because it's not from a package or it's not a refined product, that it automatically makes it healthier without taking into consideration the amount as well that we eat. Proportions are definitely important because, yes, everything that that person listed was considered healthy, but it's the, the amount in one sitting because we have to remember that the end product of everything, well, all of these carbohydrates is sugar. And if you're putting in more than you're actually burning, what's going to happen? All of that is going to be stored as fat. And that sets up a cascade for a whole bunch of complications down the line. Risk of high blood pressure, diabetes, mm -hmm. um, high cholesterol. So we really have to take into consideration the portion size there's nothing wrong with eating the sweet potato and the two fingers of banana but instead of eating everything in one sitting how about you split it up so on tuesday i'm gonna have my two fingers of banana with my um protein and my veggies and then on wednesday i'm going to eat the yam with some more of that same protein and the veggies and then maybe on thursday i might eat the, the sweet potato with maybe one dumpling so it's all about eating in moderation mm-hmm Exactly. I mean, it's not easy. It isn't, especially, I think about my time around the holidays. And yes, I think a lot of us get derailed around the holidays because, you know, it's it's a holiday. Um, I have to enjoy it, but not just that. Especially in the Caribbean, you know, you eat something you're like, oh, you're not going to eat no more. You don't want no more. You know, mm -hmm. you, want, you don't want a second plate. And then... Chris, our Christmases are, in my opinion, extravagant. You can't have only one type of meat. You mm -hmm. can't have only one type of starch. And you, you have to have your sorrel, your beer, your wine, you know, and you have to have your Christmas cake afterwards. Oh, yes, definitely. And for me, it's not that you can't have, you can still enjoy a Christmas dinner. But as well, I think there's also a way to still be true to how you want to eat or to the lifestyle you're trying to maintain, which is what I'm trying to tell myself with Christmas coming around the corner, right? That's okay, Sam, this is not the time for you to go all out, you know? You know, you're trying to have this goal of eating in a particular way. And I think it can come about one of two ways. 
either yes you have all of these options and instead of having two pieces of chicken with you know one spoonful of rice plus one spoonful of salad and an, another big piece of the lasagna kind of make those proportions smaller so you can have a you know when they say you can get a taste of everything a little of everything definitely mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way to go about it you have a small slice of the lasagna you have a small slice of what's the other pie you guys like we like corn pie in seeing kids so you have a small slice of your corn pie and then just mm-hmm. a, sp- a half a spoonful of the potato salad i mean if you have all of these um ca- sources of carbohydrates on the plate already maybe this time you can skip the rice you know because you've been eating rice all year round so it's not <laughs> a big deal if you miss it on christmas day right and then you have yeah. more things to add maybe the extra spoonful of the the curry goat and this a very small slice of ham and you have all the space left on your plate for your veggies and that's one way you can balance and help to you know eat in moderation and another thing too that people tend to overlook is actually preparing your meals as opposed to buying um the type of foods you eat so let's focus on the christmas season so you know in some instances you might be able to buy a um pre-cooked or pre-glazed ham but you're not sure what ingredients go into the preparation the same will go for any other side dish because nowadays you have people selling the lasagna you have them selling the potato salad and i find that when you actually prepare the food and you're aware of the ingredients and what goes into preparation the amount for example one tablespoon of x type of seasoning versus two tablespoons the additional salt you tend to have a better idea of what is um going into your system you can control that factor and it generally helps you to stay healthy or help you to not overindulge mm-hmm. exactly it does my other alternative was gonna be i follow um kelly catherine on twitter and you know she's really into keto and around this Christmas time, she always makes tweets about saying, you know, even for Christmas, you don't have to go back to carbs and stuff like that. And the idea of it for me is that uh, no matter what diet or eating habit or lifestyle that you want to adopt, mm-hmm. you can always make a Christmas dinner or any kind of dinner that suits your needs. So Definitely. just like how if in your family you don't eat pork, you don't get a Christmas ham. If you are trying to, to eat less red meat or less fried foods or, you know, less sugar, instead of having candied yams as a dessert, you can make a dessert that maybe has less sugar in it or, has, or is more natural based. Maybe it's a fruit salad, which is more of a natural sugar versus added sugars. And I've realized from just being more interested in my own nutrition that, uh, one, not to be afraid of food, but also, two, there are alternatives to basically everything. If I want to satisfy my sweet tooth, I don't necessarily need to eat, like, half a pint of ice cream, you know? Or I don't need to have dessert after every meal, you know. And what I also like about it is uh, I think sometimes 
it's so much pressuring because you know you're focusing on calorie counting um or you're focusing on not eating sometimes we may not eat as much mm-hmm. or starve ourselves thinking that you know this is the only way I'll be able to maybe lose weight or get healthy or anything but mm-hmm. eating healthy for me is is something that takes time and you can't be too hard on yourself if you mess up there's this tiktoker that i saw and she said she doesn't take away her foods that she craves right um because she says it sets her up for failing i know a lot of times when you say oh i'm gonna go on a diet you take out all the chocolates out of your house all the snacks out of your house everything that's unhealthy you take it out of your house and mm-hmm. it might work for some people but she said what happens when I'm craving chocolate? I'm craving chocolate and I'm saying, no, I can't have the chocolate. And then I eat something else and I'm still craving chocolate. I said, no, I can't have the chocolate. And I eat something else. And then eventually it, the craving gets so bad that she binges on chocolate. And she said she took the approach of if I want chocolate, I have it in my home and my forbidden foods are no longer forbidden. They're no longer a guilty pleasure. So now I can take one piece of chocolate and, you know, if you have issues with portion control or binging, mm-hmm. once you buy it, just, just cut it up, break it up in small pieces already. That way you just take a single piece. And she said like she would take a single piece and her craving would be satisfied and she can go back to having her life versus making these items forbidden for her, which make them a little bit more exciting and um, make her way more prone to binging or overeating it. And I'm happy that you mentioned this because this is something that I like to encourage. Um, You don't have to deprive yourself or starve yourself. You also don't have to be so strict on calorie counting. I think that actually takes away the joy of making this new change, this new life change or this transition. Mm -hmm. I find that if you just decide, that you're going to eat healthy and you understand what healthy is, what the, what type of foods should be on your plate. There's no need for you to say, hey, I'm going to take sweet potatoes or white potatoes out of my diet completely. Because remember, it brings us back to the point of portion size and eating in moderation. All of this helps you to practice mm-hmm. self-control. So I, I don't encourage complete elimination of certain things out of the diet i just think that you if it's something that it's a guilty pleasure for you you just have to find a way to cut down so if you're a person that likes chocolate and you would eat a chocolate bar every day how about you cut it down to once a week as opposed to trying to go four months without chocolate and then when you reach that breaking point for whatever Mm -hmm. reason you end up eating five six chocolate bars over the entire weekend so that's why I like to encourage moderation and portion size. That's why it's about a healthy, balanced diet as opposed to promoting a caloric diet, like a caloric deficit. It's yeah. about eating healthy, making sure that it is well balanced. If So for my clients, we always try to work with the patient's goals. So if it is that they want to lose weight, We try to do it in a sustainable way. So we're not going to cut out 500 um, calories for the week. We're going to do it gradually. So what we'll do, we'll calculate what that person's caloric intake is, weight against, 
you know, level of physical activity, their active gym goer, or, you know, they spend most time sitting at the computer desk. We try to modify it to, to fit that and try to encourage that client not to just starve because it would have rebound effects. So since we're talking about calorie needs, let's talk about what that really is to bring it back. So a calorie is a measure of how your body uses food for energy. And you can actually work out using apps and equations. And you can do this yourself as well, um, just going online and searching caloric needs. Um, and it uses your weight and your height. And it kind of tells you how many calories you need to maintain your weight. And the general rule is, you know, you might need 2,000 to 2,500. You see it at the back of nutrition labels all the time. I can't really remember the exact number. but you know, if you want to lose weight, the idea is that you eat less calories. If you want to gain weight, the idea is that you eat more calories. So you were talking about not focusing on calorie counting. And why is that? Focusing on calorie counting, it actually takes away the joy of eating healthy and just making that jump to be a healthy person overall. So for example, if I'm a physically active person, weighing and measuring out every single item that I'm about to use to cook my meals, it, it would become a chore. I would start to view it as a chore over time, as opposed to me just being mindful of the portion sizes, still using ingredients that I love, not depriving myself of any specific food group. I tend, I notice that persons tend to comply or stick to that if if they still can enjoy some of the foods that they, they love or still can incorporate some of the foods that they love into, into the diet too. Exactly. I've been trying to do that and I've been focusing a lot on quality of the food. And then I read, I read somewhere randomly or watched a video, but it talks about how your stomach perceives being full and why, why drinking like soup or something that's high volume um, or liquidy makes you feel fuller than than maybe eating a candy bar and it has a lot to do with your stomach stretching and that's how your receptors say hey hey I'm full stop and me. Mm -hmm. yeah so it brought up this conversation of okay I you know vegetables are generally foods that have low calories you can eat so much of it um but not get a lot of calories and you can use this as a way to kind of trick yourself into being full so something mm -hmm. that i did i enjoy the the feeling of chewing i love chewing like i like to feel the food in my mouth <laughs> and i have started eat drinking well eating for me a lot of smoothie bowls because I have honestly found that when I drink a smoothie versus I make a smoothie bowl with the same experience, with the same ingredients rather, that I feel more satisfied after having the smoothie bowl. Because it's like I'm not just drinking and swallowing. I'm have, I have the liquid part to fill me up and stretch my stomach, but also mm -hmm. get to enjoy my favorite part of eating, which is chewing. <laughs> So what do you add to the smoothie bowl? Because you said you're chewing, so I'm assuming you're adding some toppings. Yes, the same things I would be blending because <laughs> I only know how to make two smoothie bowls. 
there are only two smoothies I know. One is with peanut butter and mm-hmm. yogurt. <laughs> because I love peanut butter. And of course, I only eat the crunchy peanut butter. So even if I blend it up, I don't blend it up to the point where it's so smooth that I mm-hmm. can't chew. I put peanut butter, oats, and water. I don't use milk because I don't like milk. <laughs> and I don't mind just using water. Mm-hmm. That is it. And that for me is enough chewing because I don't make it I make it kind of almost porridge consistency so it's oh. thick thick mm-hmm. so I like to chew but then my other favorite smoothie bowl and I feel like I'm on the spot because you know to me I think it's healthy but it's literally just Greek vanilla flavored yogurt mm-hmm. um, that I get from Price Mart and I use the same Price Mart um, frozen fruit but I pay a lot of attention to the serving size because, um, as I said, I do do some calorie counting. I don't do it very religiously, but mm-hmm. I like to take into consideration the serving size. And then I also try not to make a, a whole heap. I always say if I want more, I can always go for more or I can drink some water and see if I still want more food. Because mm-hmm. for me, if I have a full bowl, I'm going to eat the whole bowl because it's right in front of me. I don't care what my stomach is saying. I'm going to eat it. It's right there. So I make the yogurt, the fruit. I use water again because I don't like milk. And then my favorite toppings are sunflower seeds, crushed roasted almonds, and I use ground flax seeds. And it's like literally just half, well, more like a teaspoon or half a tablespoon of each. And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it elevates the experience for me versus blending everything up together. I really, it's actually after this, that's what I'm going to go and make to eat. Because I'm starving. <laughs> I'm actually that's... considering making one as well. <laughs> I, it's one of my favorite foods. And I was here thinking, oh no, smoothies are so yuck. You know, they're not filling. But I, I love literally smoothies. have it as a meal. And I, at first, I made just a smoothie. And one day I said, let me try the smoothie bowl. And mm-hmm. even though it's the same thing, it made me feel better. And it made me feel more satisfied and I was like okay it's a powerful thing yes and to actually end the conversation I really wanted to touch on stopping to eat when we're full and I think for a lot of us or let me talk from my perspective I grew up a lot of times saying you need to finish your food yeah why not finish eat off your food or oh my gosh my Dominican family as soon as your plate is empty it's like, okay, come eat more food. And I'm just like, guys, how can you be feeding me and then talking to me and pussing me off about being fat? Like, it, shoot, pick one. Pick one, you know? So after all of that, I've been having to learn how mm-hmm. to how stop to say eating. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stop eating when I'm full. And mm-hmm. honestly, the best thing that I have learned is using a small plate or even if, for example, I go to a restaurant, I have in my mind, I'll be like, yep, I'm not eating all of this. And Or if I have a box food, I literally divide the food and move it out of the way and say, nope, I'm not eating that. And I genuinely ask myself, and I eat slowly. I, I used to eat like pretty fast. But no, I, I start to enjoy the experience of eating my food. So instead of vacuuming it down, 
I kind of take my time to eat. And even when I was working as an intern and stuff, I said, you know mm-hmm. what? Y'all are not going to make me scarf down my food and choke. I am going to try and enjoy my meal when I can. But you know that they have studies that show that eating slowly um, leads to early satiety. So yeah. that is definitely proven. That is, that is where I got the idea. <laughs> it's definitely proven. <laughs> That and drinking a glass of water before you start eating, that would definitely help you to control your portion size. It, it, it definitely, that, that's some of the things that have helped me. And mm-hmm. another thing was, because I, I have, in quotations, lost the weight before, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of times when you talk about people with weight loss journeys, um, it's some they can they know they can lose it, but mm-hmm. then something happens and they might gain back all of it. And they have statistics to show that a lot of persons who lose the weight gain it back. And I looked at that and I looked at what made me gain weight in the first place, what made me um gain back the weight afterwards. And a lot of times it's not the food, but it has a lot to do with how I feel about food and what I use food for. You know, like mm-hmm. using it as comfort or um, making me feel better or again not being able to say no or not using these tactics or and also just being lazy not cooking not meal prepping stuff like that I'm so and happy you mentioned meal prepping <laughs> I think it's really important and I don't think you have to eat the same boring stuff every day you don't have to People underestimate meal prepping. I swear by meal prepping. Um, from personal I know that. experience. <laughs> yes, and you've seen me every single day. I have my my lunch that was cooked probably three days before, and it's something different every two days because it saves me time, it saves me money. Mm-hmm. I can control my portion sizes and it's less stressful. When I go home, I don't have to think about what I'm going to have for dinner, what I'm going to take yep. for lunch tomorrow and it prevents me from going and pulling up in Wendy's drive through and getting a, a burger exactly. that I really didn't need. I found that on the days that I did not bring lunch to work, those are the days I'm way more likely, even if it takes me no time to get home and I know that there's food that I've already meal prepped at home or that I can cook in a jiffy at home. Mm-hmm. If it's a rough day, I'll be like, nope, I deserve something nice. I'm so frustrated. I had a stressful day. And, you know, going to Wendy's might make me end up reaching home an extra 30 minutes late. But I'm just like, nah, it's worth it. It's worth it. So even if I've had a rough day and I'm tempted to get something from Wendy's drive through or KFC or just feel for something nice, maybe just go and get some chicken Alfredo. When I think back on that meal I prepared that, you know, I spent money to buy the ingredients. I um, use my time on Sunday to prepare the meals. I'm less likely to overindulge or to go and get something that is unhealthy. I'll just go home and have my, um, my meal that I prepared from before. So that's one way to control um, unhealthy eating habits. For me, what I did with meal prepping, and I'm still learning, is that I like to make a hybrid because sometimes I do like to cook. Mm-hmm. And what I do is like I make foods that I like and I enjoy. Or if I'm starting trying a new recipe, I don't make a lot of it because if I don't like it, I'm not going to eat it. 
And then I really like having stuff that I can go to. So now I have a lot of tins of tuna. Um, and the again, the smoothie. Another tactic that I have used to eat healthier is, for me, I'm someone who, out of sight, out of mind. I can tell you, I have, you know those puddings, the, the chocolate puddings? Mm-hmm. I have had a pack of chocolate puddings for literal months right and before if i had them i would eat all of them off within the week and six come in the pack but now i literally put them somewhere in my kitchen that i don't go to a lot and i've reached a point where even if i go under the cupboard to get something to cook or to get popcorn popcorn is one of my favorite snacks to have when I see it, it's not like, oh, I have chocolate pudding. I'm going to have one. No, it has become kind of like, if I start feeling for chocolate, I know that I have a chocolate pudding under there and I can have one. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I have maybe four of them and I haven't bought a new pack in ages. Simply because the thing that I would see and just eat so much of, I put it somewhere I can't see it. Out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't exist for me. It definitely boils down to self-control. Trust me, I love chocolate. Um, last year I bought a big bag of the Hershey's Kisses from Price Smart, and that bag was when was the last time I ate from the bag? Maybe like two weeks ago. You and that still bag have is, it? It's still there. And what I like about it is the little Hershey's Kisses, so I can just take one. And then mm-hmm. next week I take another one, you know, and it helps me to, 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 to manage and balance because if it was a whole Hershey's chocolate bag, best believe I would have sat there and thing. had it in one yep. sitting. But having the, the, the little kisses, I would just go to the fridge, maybe in between study breaks and just have one and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I go back to studying. If it was the bar, I would sit and eat the entire bar. Yeah. It's a lot about being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really had to be honest and I really had to learn about my patterns and then how to break it. So I'm really hoping that this conversation can encourage persons to to use the tools and use and have a better relationship with food and have a better relationship with Caribbean food and foods that are around you and not feeling like you have to follow a specific diet or feel like you have to eat specific types of food if you don't want to buy to me anything that has spinach i use kalaloo i love kalaloo and it's the same thing and it's way cheaper right exactly there's so many things that we can do and i i'm this is the first time in my life that i have been excited about eating differently and making a lifestyle change and that has a lot to do with how I've how I've started looking at food and mm-hmm. how I use food it's no longer this comfort it's no longer this place of shame like it's no longer a thing that's attached to like my weight or my body image it's just like it's to nourish my body and it's to help me be the best version of me and I'm exactly. trying to be the best me so I'm going to give you an opportunity to say your closing words and just some encouragement and then let us know how can we contact you? How can we find you? 
So the take-home message for today is to always be mindful of your serving size and try to eat in moderation, especially with this Christmas season coming up. Try your hardest not to overindulge. Yes, we all have things that we like. There's nothing wrong with having a little, but not too much of one thing. Try to add more vegetables to your plate. Instead of having two spoonfuls of rice, try to limit it to one spoonful if possible and use that space on the plate to add an extra serving of vegetables. Try not to rush your meals because studies have shown that eating slower helps to increase or speed up satiety so you're less likely to overindulge in one sitting. Remember to stay active. I know it might be difficult, especially with Christmas being such a busy time. Um, we're, we're more focused on spending time with family, doing our Christmas shopping, and, you know, just having a good time. But please remember to engage in some sort of physical activity, even if it's just 10 minutes of brisk walking or 10 minutes of skip rope, whatever you can. Remember to stay physically active. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at doctor.dasimo.martin. That's D-R dot D-A-S-I-M-A dot Martin. And as usual, they'll be linked in the show notes below. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. I really hope it helps somebody because it helped me for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you want to find me on social media, you can message me or follow me on my Instagram and Twitter at the Lehman's Doctor. That's at the Lehman's DR. Or you can send me an email at the Lehman's Doctor at gmail.com. And I actually, you can also send me an email at hello at the at the layman's doctor.com yes new email alert right um you can check me out on my website at www.thelaymansdoctor.com until next time thank you for listening thank you martin for being a part of this conversation as well bye